0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I began this Christmas Eve the way I've been doing it for years. um, After getting up and morning prayer and the other things I, I do every day, Um, I organized the morning around the 10 a.m. live broadcast of a festival of nine lessons and carols from King's College, Oxford. Even though I listen to the service every year, and I often listen to it several times afterwards as it lives on the internet, And I often listen to a program on BBC3 called Choral Evensong, where they they tape record an evensong in some various cathedral or church around England. There's a part in the service that still makes me bristle just a little bit. Or if not bristle, at, at least I notice it. It's when we pray for the Queen... Of course, in our country, we pray for the president, we pray for our leaders, but there's something about praying for the queen and the royal family that just still sends a little shock through my American heart. I think a part of my attention to these prayers for royalty has to do with my own ambivalence around authority in any form. Deep down, I'm a rebel, and I question all authority everywhere. And yet, there is that other part of me that longs for a leader. I want political leaders to be people of integrity and substance, to be smart and savvy and broad-minded and honest. I want religious leaders to be holy and moral, And and good and humble all at the same time. I want academic leaders to be honest and brilliant. I want business leaders to be creative and ethical and entrepreneurial. With all my expectations of other people, it will not surprise you that I am often disappointed. a wise friend of mine cautions me whenever he sees me expectations lead to resentments <laughs> and he's probably right but what startles me in the christmas story this year is is so basic and so clear and so fundamental it's it's embarrassing to say it out loud but i need reminding i need reminding yearly weekly in church, daily in my prayers. It's this, that at the incarnation, this moment of God's disclosure that we name and proclaim as Christmas, God did not come to the powerful. God did not show up to all those leaders that I look for and wait for and hope for. God did not come to the wealthy, to the well-respected, to the morally upright, to the religious officials. God did not come to the rulers, the emperors, the kings, or the queens. No matter how many prayers might have been said for them then or now. Now, some of them would eventually come to God and still do, though it would be difficult as difficult, as Jesus puts it, as a camel walking through the eye of a needle. And yet when Jesus' own disciples say, well, then who possibly could make it? Jesus assures that all things are possible with God. God comes to Mary, a poor, young Jewish woman living on the outskirts of Nazareth, a nobody, God comes to Joseph, an older tradesman, a carpenter known by no one. God comes to the shepherds, the field hands, the roving workers, the ones who live among the animals close to the ground. That's who God visits. The magi or the wise men or the kings, they come later, and and they seem to make it through that proverbial eye of the needle. But notice that they do so by risking everything. They risk their lives, they risk their reputations, they risk their possessions in order to follow this newborn Messiah. They put everything on the line, and in so doing, their material riches are transformed into riches of a spiritual poverty. St. Oscar Romero, the martyred Archbishop of San Salvador, spoke honestly about this in a Christmas sermon in 1978. He said, No one can celebrate a genuine Christmas without being truly poor. The self-sufficient, the proud, those who, because they have everything, look down on others, those who have no need even for God, for them there will be no Christmas. Only the poor, the hungry, those who need someone to come on their behalf will have that someone. That someone is God, Emmanuel, God with us. Without poverty of spirit, there can be no abundance of God. As I read the news and try to figure out what it means to be a citizen in our town, in our country, my conflicted relationship with authority continues. I will keep on trying to hold bishops and business leaders and politicians accountable as best I can. But I'm also going to put my faith in the Christmas story and remember this gospel that God comes into our world first, first, always and everywhere, to the poor, to the needy, to the forgotten, to the friendless. And so, whenever or however I make myself poor, by giving up, by simplifying, by sharing, by serving, by getting out of myself for one minute or five minutes, I can experience new life in God. Christ was born in Bethlehem, but Christ is also born in our world and wants to be born anew in each one of us. May this Christmas bring each of us a renewed sense of Christ's life in us and around us. And may we have new faith in the light of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.